0: Bonjour, welcome to Honest Wargamer, I'm your host, Rab, and it's the Age of Sigmar Stats Centre today where we look at event results from around the world. This weekend there were many Age of Sigmar tournaments and we look at the lists and we talk about how they worked on today's show and we talk about them in stats. Welcome to Age of Sigmar Stats Centre, let's get straight in. Our very first event that we're going to look at is nova oh no i immediately didn't remember how many people it was uh, nova had 135 players and was in the virginia us of a and um uh, you can find all the links in the show notes below so if i talk about any of the lists you can find them in the show notes below uh via links and you can go click on them so for instance this one um is a Click to a best coast parent list. A uh, little bit of info, thanks to shout, and shout out to Warhammer Rob. Uh, the biggest event with this GHB so far, top eight cut after five rounds. The top 23 were on four wins, so only those uh, with four plus big wins got through. And in the final, uh, after the semi finals and everything else, we ended up with Caleb and Nicholas Walters, or Scooter as he's known. Uh, Scooter and Caleb, both absolute. Monsters of men, uh, and really nice. Um, and they uh, were playing it out on the top table for the win. Uh, so two brothers, which is a nice little, uh, nice little, nice little bit of story, which is really fun. Um, now both of these two players have played with um, these lists for a while. I actually was over in America about a month or six months, six weeks ago, and Caleb and Nicholas were both playing. Uh, I think. Identical and or similar lists. Caleb was definitely playing Zeech and he did really well at the event. And Nicholas was also playing with his, uh, sorry, Scooter. I was going to call him Scooter from now on. I don't think, uh, I don't know if Nick cares or doesn't care. Um, anyway, they played each other in the final and Caleb ended up winning the event. Okay. Uh, Caleb's list. Let's talk about it. He's in host duplicitous, which gives him rerolls to cast, which is the important bit. Also means you can't retreat, which maybe is less of a big deal, but maybe important as well. Um, he's got Lord of Change, who's a two-cast wizard, don't talk to me about it, um, who's also bound to the Incarnate because he has an Incarnate of Go in his list. His command trait is Will of the Phantom Lord, which I think is the one that gives the reroll casts. Uh, Kairos um, uh, and the Changecaster. Uh, now, Kairos obviously has got his ability, he's a three-cast wizard. He's got the ability to, once per game, change a dice roll, depending on which, or like on a certain set of things, so it's like nine different things um and then the change casters or one cast was a bit if he ever cast uh, spells on a nine plus then he gets to cast an additional spell sometimes called the wind caster mainly by me uh because you can get him up to like six or seven spells cast which with the five casts that you're going to get from the lord of change and carous fate weaver uh means you can pretty much guarantee getting close to your 10 summoning points to get 10 blue horrors on the board it's 12 points for an exalted flamer and it's 20 points for 10 pink horrors now, Temping Horrors is 50 wounds on the board, uh, or um, just 10 summoning points is going to get you uh, 20 wounds worth of Blue Horrors, because uh, you get 10 blues and they explode into uh, Brimstone Horrors. This is quite important because the list is pretty light. It's got two units of 10 Karak Acolytes and a unit of 10 Zangor. Those 10 Zangor do have 20 wounds apiece, and then you've got the Cron Spine Incarnate of Gur. Now, I've run Zinch at three events actually for this GHB. Um, and uh, I would say the Incarnate is fairly necessary for his Inch List because his Inch List is just going to get run over. It's a magical gun castle with almost no defense other than the fact that um, you're minus one to hit demons in the book. That's about it. Uh, he also took Ravanach, Nashing Jaws, Umbral Spellport and Purple Son of Sheesh. Now, with uh, the spellcasting that's, um, <laughs> uh, spell that's also done by the enemy wizards, you should be able to get this summoning pool going quite fast. What's interesting is Caleb's decided not to um, uh, not to go for like more casters, and that's kind of interesting because his each rosters, not actually got a lot of two-cast wizards, and a lot of them are fairly weak for a bunch of different reasons, and they're quite expensive. Uh, so this Lord of Change, which is one of the only other two-cast wizards, is 400 points, uh, and you're really paying for that and that alone. Um, he's also got a couple of cool abil- a couple of things that he's done with his list. He's bound the Lord of Change to the uh, incarnate which means he's going to get plus 1 to cast. In addition, he's got an agenda with where if he if he casts two spells um on a nine or more he's going to get another one to cast. And Lords of Change and Kairos when they cast a spell whatever the highest dice roll is so let's say it's a 4 and a 2 you'll change the 2 to a 4 so you'll end up with an 8. However, with plus 1 to cast from um uh, the Incarnate and plus one to cast for the Agenda, that would immediately be a 10. So if you ever rolled a 5, you'll immediately roll, t- it'll it become a 12, and if you ever roll a 6, that means you'll cast on a 14. So that's pretty effective casting. The output damage-wise is obviously come from the crunch Incarnate, and importantly is going to come from uh, Chorus Fateweaver, the Lord of Change, and the Changecaster. Between them, they've got a, t- a flat 6 Mortal wound spell, um, two different spells that do D6 Mortal wound piece, so that's already a lot of damage but it's all in an 18-inch kill box which is why these no retreat um uh, the no retreat sub faction is also quite good because you can put units in front of you yeah and they can just they hit you uh, and as carl says in the chat 400 points no ward save or magical resistance um uh yeah magical bird not resist uh magic anyway but caleb's been playing this list a while and it's really exciting to see him do well with it he should be super proud super happy for him like congratulations to him he played his brother in the final who came second and he had uruk war clans he had an uruk war chanter a Fungoid cave shaman a mega boss or more crusher an uruk Megaboss, and a war chanter then he had two units of six Gorgunters, a you know three Gorgunters, all in bounty hunters That's a battalion that means that you get plus one damage against galician veterans which are battle line units which are f- less than five wounds and aren't mounted Um, Which is a load of different units, so you get plus one damage, which means those Gore Grunters will all have damage three profiles, because they start out damage one, Warchander makes it damage two, and the Bounty Hunters makes it damage three. Crazy output, and that includes the pigs, so that's the rider and the pigs, which means you get seven attacks per Gore Grunter, which are damage three absolutely nuts Uh, a unit of three pigs um, is going to be 21 attacks and you could very comfortably have him on threes uh to hit and threes to oh sorry twos to hit and threes to wound with just one cp obviously um and you can in addition if you want uh call a war which will get you an additional pip of rent so uh of your three gorg runners you're going to have uh i think it's going to be nine attacks hitting on twos wound on threes rent three damage three 170 yeah oh don't not forgetting that they move nine nine inches uh, but obviously you can use uh, the mighty destroyers ability um to make them move in the hero phase which means 18 inches uh, so it's very very good um uh, so there you go so uh an amazing an amazing uh army so both armies done really well and actually um uh, both just really competent armies uh so congratulations to both of them so uh, the rest of the top eight. So don't forget these players will have played through six rounds and I think maybe even gone into a shadow round, uh, which is where there's just an additional round. They call it a shadow round uh, because basically what, they, what the TOs want to ineptly uh, point out is that they didn't really account for the numbers. They were like, oh, no, the, the predicted amount of people have gone into a bracket. We're going to have to do another round to get them into the top eight. Uh, as seen every large event ever um, that's what a shadow round means some people might not know uh, so Gavin one of our stats leaders last year one of our stats leaders last year was taking a Thunder Lizard Seraphon list uh, it had triple um, triple Bastillodon, two I think two Arc of Sotex and one uh, Lazardon Lord Croak and everything else I've ever 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 said about Thunder Lizard, go back and watch every show ever. Uh, so shout out to Gavin. Uh, Noah was taking a pretty cool piece of chaos list, um, although very similar to this that we've seen previously. Um, but he had some, like, a little of cheeky little twists which i quite enjoyed but he did have the big block of 30 zangor which is really important the dragon ogre shagoth the mind stealer's pharynx so if the shagoth dies he's still got the ability to do raw which is really cool he had some gore he had six enlightened as well so that packs a big massive punch and six dragon ogres so six dragon ogres are 250 points for 30 wounds on a four up armor save, which is great and rally on a four plus or your big block of zangor is uh, 60 wounds, again rallying on a 4 plus, so your CP is your friend. He also took the Daven- Ravening Diaflock as his uh, endless well, which is a really nice little uh, piece of tech. Marcella, lovely to see, um, uh, ladies doing well all through the week, um, uh, taking Daughters of Cain, taking Marathi and the Snakes. Jacob uh, changing his list from Summer Slaughter, and I'm sure he might have been to an event between those two, um, running a Skaven Tide list, uh, and this. Uh, consisted of two units of Gizales, which is pretty good. Imagine long strikes for Stormcast Eternals, uh, which are really good, and a Warp Lightning Cannon giving him some range threat, so you have to kind of keep honest and start moving towards him, which is quite nice because he wants to hit you with a bunch of his other units, specifically his Vermilor Corruptor um, and his Vermilor Deceiver, which can skit-leap and teleport into your opponent's back lines. He's also got some gutter runners as well, so at any point when you move out of your castle, which you do have to do, so when you move out your deployment and unpack into the opposing army because they're shooting you then he's got the ability to remove even more of your synergy with gutter runners and teleporting big vermin lords who loads of damage which i think um is great um uh jeremy was running a daughter's cane list and this daughter's cane list is very similar to the daughter's cane list that we talked about last week and also the one that we saw run by jeffrey mazura uh, a few weeks uh, ago so it had 30 witch elves uh, it had uh, the high gladitrix as well so the high gladitrix kind of being a very important piece in being able to make big blocks of either Sisters of Slaughter or Witch Owls be able to do some really high damage. Uh, so a real key piece in building non-Marathi and the Bosnakes list also had a Cauldron of Blood. Jeremy also deserves a massive shout-out because there was also an, an Invitational match before um, the the main tournament in which he was able to take out the Invitational event uh, with a Fire Slayers list with like six, five Grimrath Berserkers or Doomseekers or whatever it was. Uh, really true, really proving the, uh, the West Coast is... Better than the East Coast uh, because no one was able to beat him with that list. I think that's I think that's true. So shout out to all the West Coast Warhammer players. Sorry for delging on you. Now it's the East Coast players who I think are terrible at Warhammer. Uh, if that helps you out. Uh, the Bill Hennessy was running a silver neth list. He had six kiln Thunder scythes. He had the war song revenant. Um, he had the battle mage, which was able to like, which gives you pluses to charge. And he also took the spice swarm hive, which is another spell, so you get the pluses to charge as you teleport through the woods, charge, fight, teleport away. Little cute thing he took was ten phoenix guard in his list, so um, 175 points for ten wounds on a four palm save, but with a four up ward. So I think they have an effective wounds of 20. Although I think the math actually is something weird like it's 27.5 um but that's basically what it is um and then uh the uh the 10 wounds uh is just really good for holding an objective which is something that really struggle to do because they normally project power out of a castle imagine kind of like uh, they just teleport something out and teleport something back or well, that's some of the lists that we've deen- seen do okay so far up until this week, which I think we're going to talk about later in the show, no one's gone 5 over with Sylvaneth, so we've only had four ones. Uh, and Bill proudly continues on this tradition. Okay, looking at the four ones, and it's a prodigious cast of legends and heroes. That's right. Uh, in, Nick Rao has got himself a Cities of Sigmar Tempest Eye list, and he decided to take almost everything other than Cities of Sigmar units. Uh, he's gone for Tempest Eye. He's got a Rune Lord, uh, Dorelia Vendensed. Uh, then he's got ten Longbeards, ten dark shards, twenty iron drakes, six sky wardens from Carriage and Overlords, two Dracothian Guard Formulators from Stormcast Eternals, three Varangar Paladors from uh, Stormcast Eternals, and the Cron-Spine Incarnate of Gur. Now, the Formulators uh, and the Paladors as well as the Sky Wardens are all in Bounty Hunters. The 20 Iron Drakes as well as the Longbeards and Dark Shards were all in expert conquerors, so it counts three objectives. Um So yeah, a really, really fun list. Um, he's going to be able to shoot twice the Iron Drakes, which is quite interesting. uh mining Karnat Agur means there's a big monster in the cities of Sigmar Army to fight, which they don't really have access to. The, Valogar, the Vanguard Paladors can nip around and attack units, uh, which is pretty hot. Um, and the rune Lord is just 95 points. Did it go down up 5 points? No, it didn't uh with uh the arcane tome turning into a wizard um and then the prayer scripture heal uh which is interesting Duralia is quite interesting because you don't normally see Dorelia uh, nowadays especially in um because she was like a key feature of the living city list that we saw before Living City got FAQ'd but obviously uh is in this uh, I mean that's fantastic work there from Nick Rao. Uh Calvin Rary was running our Bone Splitters list uh, from Dracfoot. He had a Wurgog Prophet, another Wurgog Prophet, and a Savage Orc Big Boss. Some more boys, some Savage Oryx, and then loads of Big Stabbers. Uh, and then the Cron Spine Incarnate, very much like we talked about last week, and as we've talked about every week, uh, pre-game moves, loads of damage from the Big Stabbers, throw Mortal Wounds when they die, um, and uh, trying to just Wurgog Prophet up a load of stuff uh, is going to be the key point there, do all the Mortal Wounds as well as tank some of the units on the board. So that's how that list works. Then we've got... Uh, Jordan Duncan was an INET Deepkin, and this is a similar list to he ran at Capital City Bloodbath, and might be the similar list that he also ran at uh, Summer Slaughter as well. Keeling King, Isra and Soulrender, Soul um a unit of 20 Reavers, and two units of 10 Reavers, which I think takes him up to about 80 shots uh, at threes and threes, which is pretty crazy, and then a unit of 20 Thralls, which is pretty good. Um, then he's got the Cronspine Incarnate of Gur. So the Incarnate obviously is going to be able to like hold a unit up while all of the shooting fights in. We've seen a lot of people try to run this Reaver list already. I don't think we've seen anyone five oh with it, but lots of people are four one with it. So it feels like it's just missing something. Maybe a points reduction, uh, maybe another little unit to get it to like really like go across the you know, push it across the line. But I've seen this list in the UK, I've seen it in America, um, I have seen it also in um, Australia as well. So right now, not not hitting that kind of like top um, that top benchmark. And I do wonder, I do wonder what needs to push it over the the kind of the the top. We had two Sons of Behemoth players all running something a little bit different. Uh, so shout out to them. We had Oliver Dempsey from Season War, one of the best looking men in Warhammer. Uh, he's running um, uh, Stomper Tribe, and then we had uh, our very last place for one, Chris. Uh, Christopher Schelling was also running Sons of Edmont Stomper Tribe. Christopher was running three man crushers and some bigs, uh, whereas um uh, Oliver was running certain uh three yeah, so this is Chris Chris's list with um a war stomper, a Kraken eater and a gatebreaker and then three man crushers. Then Oliver's version of that of that list was uh, two gatebreakers and two war stompers in double bosses at the stomp. Personally, right now, uh, and uh, I know that Ziggy and Rob are currently crunching in the stats, we've had a couple of weeks off from actually updating the stats, um, but when they do come around, I'm pretty sure you're going to see uh, the Mega Gargants uh, in a good place, but not in a dominant place, as they once were. So, um, pretty, pretty good. Then we've got John Brock with Magikin and Nurgle, and there's a couple of Magikin and Nurgle lists in here, and they pretty much all work roughly the same. Uh, As you can see, they're both drowned men, Uh, so pre game move. There's some Puskal Blight Lords in there. There's some of the Magoth Lords. So, no um, great and clean ones in uh, these lists, I'm pretty certain. Uh, But Lord of Afflictions, uh, which is a special character, and you you give them a load of different loadouts. I've seen a load of different versions of this. Um, but normally, like overpowering stench or the four up ward save item, or the um, uh, like, yeah, or sometimes the wither stave. No, I think that can be a very clean one. There's stuff like that. Um, uh, then you've got Pusk or Blight Lords uh, as flying forward units. Then you've just got like Kings sometimes on the line, and then just like I say, you've got the actual Magoth Lords, so Blobe or uh, any of those other guys. So, uh, all really similar. Um, but different, I'm sure, Nurgle players, when you get into the nitty-gritty, the Nurgle players uh, will tell you that, uh, so I'm not sure whose version of this list is, this is Blobe, a Lord of Plagues, Lord of Afflictions, Orgots, and then 10 Blight Kings, 4 Blight Lords, and then 3 Nurglings. Those Nurglings are actually really fun for doing battle tactics, especially Barge to Enemy Lines, versus um, our other Nurgle list, which is... Globe, Gut-Rot Spume, Orgots, Lord Afflictions, two times five Blight Kings as opposed to a big unit of 10, then two units of two possible Blight Lords, uh, but no Nurglings. So all all the same, basically. Uh, but not. The, but, but they play very differently on the tabletop. I want to be really conscious of saying that I'm not bored of the Nurgle lists. I think they're very dynamic and they're very interesting, uh, but they generally tend to float around those key units uh, for building a really interesting kind of play style. Uh, we then had Leo uh, Rutunen with his Stormcast Eternals. Woohoo! Uh, from uh, he, well, he used to be from the South London Legion, uh, so Leo, uh, kind of local boy to me, but flown over and lives in the US now. So playing a bunch of events, uh, he was at Nashcon. Um, he had the Silicent Prime, um, the Nitroconus, a Slan Starmaster. Little fun bit of tech with a Slan. The Slan gets plus one to cast, and he's also got the War Scroll spell. Comet's Call. He also is a great ally for 265 points. Now, most Endless Spells say on their War Scroll that you have to cast a um, spell with uh, the, a wizard from that faction. The Beast of Chaos Endless Spells, for example, say that you have to cast them with the Beast of Chaos Wizard. Fair enough. Yeah? Disciples is each. Disciples is each. However, the Everblaze Comet and all of the Stormcast Spells do not say that. Um, and so, you are able to take an Everblaze Comet in your army uh, and the way that Spellcasting, the way that Summoning Endless Spells works is it's cast as a spell and any wizard that's in your army, including allies, is able to cast it. There's going to be screeches and rees in the YouTube comments, I'm sure, but I promise you that that works. Uh, so Leo's got the slam in his army uh, for that plus one to cast. Um, that's on his War Scroll and for being able to cast Co- uh, Everblaze Comet, which is a great Endless Spell that does like AOE Mortal Wounds, which works super well in conjunction with two other things in this list. Specifically, it works really, really well uh, with a Slan who's got Comet's Call himself, which is able to do either D3 or D6, depending on if he casts it on a 10-plus um, units, and they take D3 Mortal Wounds on a 4-up or 2-up, I can't remember which one. Uh, and the Sullestant Prime, who's obviously got a shooting attack, he points his little stick at a point in 24 inches in every unit within 6 inches or d 63 mortal wounds. So he's got the opportunity on the very first turn to really bunker bust an army. So just like a big mortal wound, splash damage, area of effect, or AoE is known, like damage aura. Um, uh, the Slan is not an ally. That's correct. Even though it says allies, the Slan is always a foe, like a big foe. Uh, and then on top of that, he's got the Night Draconis um, uh, and then uh, 3 times 2 Storm Drake Guard. The Storm Drake Guard obviously have got mortal wound shooting um and nitriconis can make them shoot twice he's also got the arcane tome um and master magic and he's got thundershot for even more mortal wounds um so a really really interesting list like a little bit different to what you've seen previously and just kind of showing that storm drake guard are still good even though they got that big hit so shout out to leo uh gareth thomas who's blaze of corn deserves a big shout out because he's running uh, a really interesting blaze of corn list uh which was not this uh um There we go. Bloodthirster and Fetid Fury, Scarbrand, Bloodthirster and Scents of Rage, Slaughter Priest, uh, and then the Saves of Darkness, Demon Prince. Then 3 times 5 Flesh and the Kronspining Carn of Gur. There's some really nice stuff in here. Specifically, there's some really nice interactions with the Kronspining Carn of Gur, which I don't really need to mention, but being in the middle of the army is quite nice. It means it's something that you have to fight. Like, it's something you can't really ignore. It's really fast. It's really punchy. Something you have to fight, which means when you, you do get into the mid-board, it does mean that your big Bloodthirst and Infected Fury, which don't have the range, Scarbrand especially, don't have the range to like alpha you. So they don't really have all of the tools that they need to run across the army and just smack you into oblivion like Archeon used to do as a good example. Um, And so... You need something to make them go into the midboard. It's why Zeench do it as well. That's what they want the Incarnate for. They want you to go into the midboard. It's what the Reavers do as well. They want you to go into the midboard so they can attack you without being hurt because you can't retreat away from the Incarnate. Uh, what they're also trying to do is make it so that Scarbrand can fight. And the other piece of tech in here is a safe start. Stephen Prince, who's got Blood Slick Ground, which slows you down, doesn't speed you up, slows you down, so you can only declare any unit within not even wholly within 18 inches when it when it rolls a charge halves the charge rounding up which is so useful when you're able to do things like redeploy so you'll move within 3 inches because you can't get any closer than 3 inches of a unit and then when they redeploy away then if they just roll a 4 plus it's impossible for you to charge because well actually uh, yeah it's impossible for you to charge because then you have rolled a 12 that gets half down to a six and they're seven inches away so you can't do the charge right so it's just very very effective that safe startness demon prince there's a limited lifetime on that because uh, we already know that when the safe startness book comes out because of leaks that it's going to be changed Uh, but right now incredible piece of tech so he's got two ways in this army uh, for the Blades of Corn army, which is not doing well on the stats, really low win percentage, um, to kind of control you and make you be in the mid-board, as well as having three units of screens in them flesh hounds, two wounds apiece, ten wounds for 105 points, on cavalry bases, so they're quite wide. You can make a big screen, which is really nice, and then people just charge you. And then uh, if they can charge you, they charge a screen or an incarnate, and then you can actually hit them with your bloodthirsters. You can actually hit them, yeah, which is great. Love hitting people. Just... Christopher Johnson was running Soul like um, Black uh with Legion of the Blood. Uh, oh, I missed Owen. Oh, did I miss him? Um, and his... Hold on. Uh, he's got Manfred, Neferata. Manfred's a great piece in uh, this army. Uh, he can make it so you can generate additional attacks um, from his unit if he doesn't fight or if you charge him, he can retreat away. Which is really, really powerful. Neferata's got a great spell to make it so that you can or rend uh, which is which is really good and has got the ability to auto slay an, a unit which I really like as well 365 points for nephra I honestly feel really good and then a vampire lord for plus one attack onto the units three units of two uh, three units two units of five black knights and then two units of ten death deathrack or skeletons but they count as 30 on objectives which is quite nice and then 10 Blood Knights uh, and then 20 Graveguard. Now, the trick here with the Blood Knights is that you cast Mystic Shield on them and you do Neferata. Neferata uh, makes it so you ignore negative modifiers to your save. So you can have a 2 up or, if you all like out defense, a 1 up unrendable save. You still fail your armor saves on a roll of a 1, but it does mean that they're very survivable because they're 3 wounds each. That's 30 wounds with a 2 up armor save. And you can't pin them in combat because they can retreat out um, with their ability and do mortal wounds great 20 grave guard they fight that's what they do they've got those great white blades which are damage two uh, and they're in bounty hunters so against uh galley vets will be damaged three and they'll just do tons and tons of damage tons of damage it's a great list it's cool um i really like it it's really fun loads of moving parts really susceptible to shooting um but all one is great a, a a fantastic result and I would be super happy to do that. Uh our silvernet lists um were different to each other. I um oh no we got oh I talked about the one silver list. This is Owen's silver, that's slightly different. I don't think I've talked about. Uh, and I haven't talked about Walter's OCR Bone Reapers. Oh, yeah. You are watching this back on YouTube. Thanks for watching it. If you listen to us a podcast, please stay hydrated. If you're watching back on uh, YouTube, please do like and subscribe and leave comments. It really helps, and share it with your friends if you enjoyed it, obviously. Um, so he's got a Tree Lord Ancient, an Arch Rev, and a Battle Mage, and then two times six Colonel Thunders, one with bows, one with scythes, five Tree Revenants, and three Revenant Seekers, Purple Sun, and Spice Swarm Hive. And his general is a Tree Lord Ancient with Spell Singer, so you can cast spells through the woods. The Law of the Deep the dwellers below. The True Lord Ancient, only a one cast wizard. Pretty embarrassing. Um, being able to cast spells through a tree is pretty cool. Uh, and then the Arch Revenant with the Arcane Tone making a three cast wizard uh, and Verdurous Harmony. So what what he's going to be able to do here is return two Colonel Thunty uh, models to a unit per one of his turns, which is crazy in addition to stuff like Rally. So, um, And that's from the Revenant Seekers, which is really really effective and he's a one drop army so he's going to be able to cast purple sun through um a wildwood straight away that in addition um uh, archrev is a little one archrev is a little one thank you thank you you. sorry you're gonna make him a two cast wizard two cast wizard not a three cast wizard um the uh archrev is going to give them plus one to wound to the colonel Thunder's great bows. And you might even be able to get the guys with scythes in. But basically, shoot with your bows, cast spells out, bop in with your scythes, and bop out. Heal everything up. Don't die. That's basically the trick. Um, uh, so there you go. Uh, and then, that's Owen's list. And then, OCR oh, Bone Reapers is a fun list uh, that also went 4-1. A lot of our armies will go 4-1 at such a big event. And that is Arcan the Black and Catacross together in Petrofex Elite, so ignore, ignore first Pippa Rend, um, and then the Liege Cavalos, and then 10 Mortech Guard, 20 Mortech Guard, uh, 10 more Mortech Guard, a Mortech Crawler and a Gothazar Harvester. Now, the Harvester returns a slain one of the Mortech each time on a 4+. plus. But that's quite nice uh, because you can put that behind the big brick of 20 Mortec guard, and it's very unlikely they're going to die. Mortec crawler is going to fire shots across the board and is going to do 5 damage a piece, but it has no rend. Um, but that's quite fun. Uh, it doesn't have any uh, endless spells. And then Catacross is a fighting support piece, make units minus 1 to hit. Uh, also, steal command points off them, which is really good in this matter, especially when you go first. you steal one of those CP, then they're going to be very light on command points. Then arcan has got the ability to do loads of spells at range. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, and I think that's everyone in the form bracket. Oh, uh, the Seraphon. Uh, sh- no offense, Basil. Um, Inferna. Uh, Inferara, sorry. Uh, no offense, Basil. Uh, you're beautiful and fantastic in every single way. Uh, so no offense to you. Uh, and then... Anthony Trennelli did Disciples of zeke Great. I think I haven't opened all the lists out, chat. That's what's happened. Uh, all the Seraphon were uh, similar or the same lists, if that helps you out. Um, and he was running Fateweaver, Lord of Change, Cron and the Changecaster. Oh, nice, he was literally running the same list as Caleb, who won the event. Uh, so, fantastic, fantastic. And that would be really interesting because I'm pretty certain that they played next to each other at Summer Slaughter. Uh, so, Anthony Trentelli just inspired to run that list uh so congratulations to him uh dale irvin was running a legion of the first prince list with a cast of characters uh the legion of the first prince list consists of a bloodthirster Incense rage carous fate weaver balakor save start and steam Prince, Contorted epitome blood letters flesh Hands, flesh Hands, umbral spell and life swarm life swarm is to heal the characters court epitome has got the fourfold blade which does tons of damage tons and tons of damage uh save start and steam prince so you can't charge like i said earlier um, the minus uh, the half charges with range. Bellacore with Dark Mastery to shut down units so it can't move. So you've got some incredible control. Uh, is it the 4 4 Blade? Yeah, the 4 4 Blade, yeah. Uh, and then you've got the K- Kairos with the ability for Kairos to not only do Black 6 Mortal Wounds and generate uh, a spawn within 36 inches because the Spell Portal, but also it's got the Kairos Dice to shut something down. Um, and then uh, the Bloodthirster of Incense and Rage. Uh, for being able to do uh, all of the damage in belly, So, uh, I think that's everything. I think that's all of the list. Um, uh, yes, and Basil, no offence, and any uh, of the list. not you know what's in the list. Okay, that's Nova. Uh, so, congratulations to everyone who played at Nova. I hope you had a lovely and wonderful time. And, uh, na- on to the next event. In England, we had the War in the North, AOS, GT. 14 players bowed it out, and we had our very first 5 0 with Silver Death in the world run by James McKenzie, Mr. MMX James. He was running a Silver Death list in Heartwood. He had an Arch Revenant with the Arcane Tome, which is plus 1 to wound turn offs with 12 inches. Uh, and then a Warsong Revenant, uh, which uh, is able to do spells three thanks to the Spell Singer. Uh, six kernel hunters with great bows, shooting thirty inches in damage with plus one to wound, with plus one to hit. In addition, I think it makes it two. Trees or it might even make it two. Trees. Yeah, five tree revenants and twenty dryads. uh anti-cogs for reroll casts, which is really useful um, on uh, the spells, especially spell seeing being able to cast spells through woods. Three uh, revenant seekers, which will return one uh, unit of uh, one model to a Colonel hunter unit every player turn pretty great as well as being like a little fighty unit and then six Spite rider lancers meaning um that he's going to be able to is he in heartwood can he oh he's in right, he's in heartwood so the kernos battle line um, so he can't pre-game move them but what he can do with his spike rider lancers is move them forward charge them and teleport them back or teleport them through a wildwood, run away see he hasn't gone for any the spells which is a little bit of a of a of a, of a a breakaway from what all the Sylvaneth players have done. And I personally kind of agree with it. If you look at a lot of the Sylvaneth lists, what they'll do is they'll take the Spite Swarm Hive, which is like plus three move, plus three charge. They'll also take the, um, uh, the Battle Mage from Cities of Sigmar, the Battle Mage of Gur, which gives you an additional plus two to charge or something like that, which means you have basically a plus five to charge on a unit, and it's a four, like an, which means you've got a four up rerollable charge to charge into your opponent. Um, which means you could teleport through a wildwood, get a big charge off, and then you have the uh, strike and fade away ability to teleport back. However, you're investing 140 points and two casts into making that happen because uh, you're paying, paying for the Spice Worm Hive, paying for the Battle Major Um, I personally think that you, points could be better spent in lists. As you can see, it's not in here. And instead, he's got Battle Regiment and he's got Bounty Hunt, so the Lancers, uh, because Lancers go fast enough. You move into the midboard and your army has to move towards you because you've got six. You've got six bow hunters. Love that list. Absolutely love it. Great job, James. Proud of you. In a four-one bracket, we only had one player, but it was Logan Garten. Shout out to Logan, um, and he was running Ogre Ball tribes in Boulderhead. He had a Frost Lord on Stonehorn and another Frost Lord on Stonehorn, which. Is a bit of a break from tradition because he then also had a husk guard on stonehorn a butcher then he had stonehorn beast riders and two units of boarfang pack again a break from tradition normally ogre lists are full of gluttons and man eaters is what you often see in these uh however uh, being these are kind of like pre pre sons of behemoth sons of behemoth they count as 10 they count as 10 on objectives really good for holding objectives and they do big damage they're also fairly survivable three up armor saves or four up armor saves and then five up wards um, which is really good so they they're able to take a lot of damage the problem is, is they bracket quite heavily um and that can become a bit of an issue i think um uh yes and as, as we, and just to wrap this all up from this event um do you know what you get when you leave your dryads out in the rain wet ads our next event takes us to New Zealand. home of the Hobbits and Sauron. And everyone, I think. The whole Lord of the Rings is there. Um, they must get so bored of that. I don't know. Uh, however, I mean, what would you choose? You've got a choice. you either got Lord of the Rings or you got Mad Max Australia. So those are your two options. Um, anyway. Uh, So uh, thanks to James Brothers for sending me uh, the list on Twitter. I really appreciate it. So this was uh, an event in Wellington in New Zealand. Uh, That's right, they play Warhammer. In fact, some of the better Warhammer players in the world actually play in New Zealand. Um, And it'd be really fun to see them be able to form a team be able to get over to AOS Worlds. AOS Worlds is predominantly held in Europe because it's really easy for a huge host of nations to be able to go play. However obviously some of the bigger nations uh, what the more distant nations sorry like Australia, New Zealand, the US, Cuba who do have agency more events uh, sometimes struggle to get over. Uh, I hope they're able to get it. Um, Okay so Locky had a Nighthaunt list. He had Scarlet Doom Uh, so there's only three four ones. Uh, two Spirit Torments. Don't forget they return three models to a unit at the end of each combat phase, even if they haven't been in combat. It's crazy good. Uh, and then a Cruel Gas creator who's got an aura for minus one damage, to a minimum of one. Um, and then a Guardian of Souls for also, I think, uh, also to heal some models back into you Then nine Spirit Hosts, which are kind of a fighter unit in of themselves. But importantly, uh, with three wounds apiece, that's 27 wounds on a four-up save, six-up Ward, who are able to tank wounds for the for the um for the characters, they can bodyguard the characters. Then two units of ten train, chain chain uh, for screens, but they're also in expert conquerors, so maybe also just for counting as loads on objectives. The nine spirit hosts are also in expert conquerors as well. So those nine spirit hosts are going to count as twenty-seven on objectives. Then two units of twenty blade guys for evidence, which incredibly fighty. They do loads of damage, um, uh, and they're just really really good. Then the key piece to this army is the Blaga, uh, is the Mimron Banshees. They've got a 12-inch aura, so Holy Within, and basically they get to roll against spells that would affect a unit in your army even if you've already tried to unbind the spell that's cast on it. So... I was trying to do gift of change from kairos which does flat six mortal wounds into one of these units then what would happen is you try to unbind it with a wizard and then if it affects a unit in range of the banshees they also can roll again against the casting not against the casting value but against what it is to cast so the eight which is pretty interesting and like if i roll a 12 they wouldn't be trying to stop a 13 they'd be trying to stop an eight it also affects endless spells as well so it's really hard to push endless spells or debuff this army as well the army's got retreat, retreat in is- but the army's got Retreat in charge. When it charges in, uh, then uh, it debuffs the enemy army as well, and it's also got the Purple Sun in the list. Locky, shout out to you. Great list. Well put together. Um, most importantly, Locky deserves a massive shout out for building Nine Spirit Hosts. Thanks to Dan from the Hertfordshire Wargamers for subscribing in the chat. Uh, a great group of people, and you should check them out if you ever go play some Warhammies. Uh, Alex Sinclair ran No Breaks on the Stakes. He ran Marathi and the Bow Stakes. So congratulations to him. And then uh, James Struthers uh, was running Iron Jaws. He was running Bloodtooth, And he had a Mega Boss and War Crusher. Two War Chanters. Two times... Uh, sorry, three times six pigs. All in uh, a battle regiment. Ten Ard Boys. And then five Ard Boys. Moves twice. Charges in. Does loads of damage. Have a great time. Fantastic event. Love to go to New Zealand and see all the New Zealand bros. And live stream their Warhammer games. Certain that they're brilliant at Warhammer. Hope they had a great day. Hope they had a great weekend. My love to you. See you soon. Our next event is the Mitgon GT in Denmark. It was hosted by Morten Holst, who is actually the head of the LEGO organization over in Denmark, uh, and a huge fan of Bacon, uh, in addition. Uh, The event was won um, by... Apologies, apologies. It had uh, 28 players at this event, uh, and it was won by casper golden boy carl moose um and if we take a moment to look at his list you can see he's got stormcast eternals astral tempers list and pretty sure astral tempers ignore um monstrous reactions which is quite a cool trick i do got celestine prime now celestine prime drops down does damage with his hammer and can be uh sorry his Put into deep strike and reserve and then drops down does mortal wounds in the little area and then does damage with this hammer but in addition and also important to point out this lord celestine on star drake is in this list who also does rain of stars stars of rain starfall anyway it's got a shooting attack which basically does mortal wounds uh, across the board at, at like individual enemy units i think it might be d6 might be d3 whatever it is however there's also a slam in this list which, we already talked about this earlier in the show, is going to be casting Everblaze Comet. So as you can see, this list has got a couple of iterations already, which have been doing well at different parts of the world. So we've got Denmark and the USA, where we've seen people allying in the Slan, taking the Everblaze Comet, and then doing Mortal Wounds at range. In this version, Celestine Prime is also in the list as well, and the Celestine Prime for also dropping down that damage. Then he's got... Univindicators, two units of three Vanguard Paladors, which are genuinely great in a fight, very fast, and they've got a good shooting profile, and they're 215 points. Big uh, Pallador fan. Uh, I think probably the most recent example of those Palladors being used been by Freddie Leggett here in the UK. I don't want to say it was him definitely using them and my friend francois uses them a lot as well in uh in quebec over in montreal uh but those paladors have got some real good output especially for 215 points they're five wounds piece. that's 15 wounds on a four-up armor save they're quite good then there's three vanguard raptors with long strike crossbows um and he's also got the holy command thunderbolt volley so he's going to be able to shoot them in the hero phase and then in the shooting phase so he's got the in my opinion he's got the ability to take out Lots of your synergy at range on the very first turn, and then tank a load of stuff with the Lord Celestian on Stardrake. Quite an interesting list. Quite an interesting list. I would have loved to have seen his games play. I think it would be very mobile. It would be. Um, it would have some real like scalpel output, especially with the mortal wounds and the shooting. Very interesting list, and it's a list, um, and you it's a list you aren't able to sit away from as well. Because this list is just going to do damage at range, so you have to go at it. You have to go and grab it. Quite interesting. So, really like this list, uh, and congratulations to them for playing such a such a cool list and do so well. Okay, exciting, um, exciting. The four-one category. Okay, so Christian Mola uh, was running a Magikin and Nurgle list, and very similar to Magikin and Nurgle list we talked about earlier. There were some Blight Kings, Pusco Blight Lords, and there were some Magoth Lords. Uh, Yannick uh, Teague was running Destruction Iron Jaws list, and again, um, it was a Mega Boss and War Crusher and some Gore Grunters. Really fantastic, uh, love that. Casper was running a Nighthaunt list, um, so Casper's list, just to be clear, had two units of 20 guys Remnants, another unit of 10, sorry, two more units of 10, um, then a Cruelgrass Crusader. Guiding Soul, Spirit Torment, and another Krugas Cruciators for the double stack. So even if you're damage three, you go down to damage one. Uh, which is really good and then the mimron banshees and i already told you what the mimron banshees do uh, for being able to shut down spell casting against the army so just really 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 good uh, then we've got two Soul Blight grave lords this which is fun our first one is manfred neferata vengori lord some deathrottle scallions and then 10 blood knights and then another five blood Knights, and then our other Soul Blight grave Lords list is legion blood again neferata manfred vampire lord black knights zombies skeletons and then 10 blood knights and then 20 Graveguard with cogs and purple sun so very similar to what we t- talked about when i talked t- when i deep dived earlier about the soul grave lords this but these blood knights with neferata really starting to make some big impacts in the tournament scene going 4-1 again and again last version of uh, age of Sigmar we saw a lot of zombie lists do quite well it was the zombies and the grave guard that were able to get all the additional stacks and they were able to do a lot of damage the reason i don't think you're seeing that now and you've seen soulblight grave lords players switch over to a different build is specifically because they're galician veterans and you get additional plus one damage into those zombies so people have left their zombies at home they you could say they've buried them for a bit <laughs> Anyway, and then uh, they've taken their three up armor save non Galician veteran units and uh, Yeah, and they have put them in the list for all the additional damage as well. So that's Denmark now. uh, I got the opportunity uh, to meet some of these guys um, Meet some of these guys uh, as well So wonderful people I guess if they've got tournaments that you can travel to internationally I'd make the opportunity to go there if you get the chance Our last event for the week is the Room and Rumble. The Rum and Rumble, which is uh, an event that I hold here at the TSN Arena, which is based in Nottingham. Uh, It was free free rum all weekend. And they only got through, like, two bottles of rum, which, like... Um, uh, was <laughs> there's Also, I had to play a spare player. I had a lovely time. We, Me and my friend Adam, who turned up for the event as well, we just spare played for the weekend. We got kind of tagged in and out. We ran the stupidest list ever with uh, a 6 of 6 and a 3 of Flamers in Zeech with Kairos and an Incarnate. Um, uh, but there's nothing worse, nothing worse than watching your very good friend Jack uh, with his Seraphon uh, Fangs of Sotek list, taking your army off, Having not slept the night before because they got so hammered on rum that they ended up in a nightclub until 5am and then didn't go home and crashed at my house and then proceeded, while still very drunk but lovely, uh, taking all of my miniatures off the board with his Seraphon army. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I was sober. I just had a nice cup of tea. It was just a heartbreaking moment. That's all I'm going to say. Um... Anyway, so uh, the Roman Rumble, uh, Hazel won this event, so with four and a draw, and then Matt Goldsborough with four and a draw in second place. And if you look at the the, the so obviously we do win-loss draw, and then we do VP differential, a point, only a point in it. Uh, which is amazing. Uh, A special shout out to uh, Peter Dixon, who not only got top ogre player at this event, (laughs) but also got best sports. We also do a sports differential, which I actually really like. I don't know if other tournaments do it, but maybe an idea where you rate your games out of five, um, five getting you five points, and then one, uh, like your fifth favorite game, (laughs) getting you only one point, which means basically you get more of an aggregate of how your games were. So if someone was always kind of like really fun and just got like a four, a four and a four and a four and a four and a four, then that would be good. And he obviously scores out of 25. Peter was able to get 24 out of 25, so he should be super happy with that. Um, uh, of oh, course, cool the VP differential. Let's start doing that in 40K. Yeah, I think is terrible, but anyway, who am I? Like they had VP differential staring at him in the face and they were like, no, we'll do WinPath so that you can keep doing the terrible 94, 92 point wins. That 40k currently is hate it um so in theory we can have worse sports <laughs> yes that's really what it is if you actually get worse sports i egg you i have a carton of 12 eggs and i just egg you um it's a disaster so you know but you can come to my events whenever you want but anyway let's talk about hazel's list uh she was running an iron rack uh with the soul scribe achillean king or the slap king uh, as it's known, with the Arcane Tome and Flaming Weapons. 20 Reavers, 10 Reavers, 6 more Sargard, then 2 Achillean Alopexes, all with Red Shell Harpoon, all in the Battle Reg. So it, the Alopexes can shoot really far, move 14 inches, shoot 24, 38 inches effective range, 4 shots each, that's going to be uh, 8 shots, 16 shots coming out of this army that are D3 damage. Um uh, but I would just like to point out 1 alapex is more wounds, cheaper and almost the same output as uh, three flamers but i'm not bitter at, at all uh then the achillean uh, morsar guard this is kind of something that's been quite interesting um uh, that hazel's been run a lot uh which i find quite uh, fun especially because i think it's in bounty hunters um so this is quite a, an interesting kind of thing uh because you don't really get a lot of output in this army like the output that you do is pretty elite you get really good Sorry, you do get a lot of output, sorry, but your output is fairly elite because you, um, because a lot of pe- unless you're running loads and loads of reavers, you don't have a lot of weight of dice. So I really like the Morsar Guard for being able to deal with, uh, big units because in Bounty Hunters they're going to be damaged too, and there are two weapon profiles on Morsar Guard with a lot of attacks. So I think actually it's quite a lot of damage, which I really like that a lot. Uh, 20 Nomati Reavers, which is going to be 40 shots at range, which is really good. The Achillean King can run and charge and fight and just do, sorry, damage three. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's either damage three or damage d3 plus one uh, on the Morsar guard So it's like it's a very cute little trick in the list And I really like it and then some re- uh, oh, and there's another unit of Reavers, so actually 60 shots at range so um, 16 shots that do d3 damage 60 shots as weight of dice an incredibly fighty king and the soul Scryer. like just really uh, really good hello to three geese in a trench coat first time chatter different to three grots in a trench coat uh really interesting um uh yeah so uh love that uh, well done to her and then returning a blast from the past the shuffler returns mr matt goldsborough uh who is a vibe That's the only way I'm going to describe him matt goldsborough is a vibe goldsborough is a vibe if you ever get the um uh if you ever uh, get the chance to play against him or we'll just be around him he's just a vibe he's just a vibe very much like josh no matter how much. <laughs> I won't make the joke, actually. Uh, anyway, so he was running Sire for his Lumeth Realm Lords army. He had Teclus, um, an Enlightener, and then 20 Wardens, 10 Wardens, and then 30 Sentinels with a spell portal and a Life Swarm. He was using the new Enlightener's ability uh, to cast an additional spell um, because I did FAQ it that, um, that that was in effect, but old points and old war scrolls for everything else was in effect uh, because... It's kind of weird, because you assume, you assume the FOMO box, which is where they released some Luminath Realm Lords units, um, you assume that those are in the new book, but you've got worse War Scrolls and different pointed War Scrolls without seeing what all of the Allegiance Abilities changes are to the book. Uh, but I didn't think including one of the units was a bad thing. I don't know. I probably should have just said no FAQ, no play, and just banned it straight off. That should be fine, but I didn't care, because who cares? Like uh because it's called the rum and rumble. Like you get an idea of what people are up to. We're drinking rum, we're playing Warhammer, we're having a great time. Yeah? That's what we do at the TSN Arena. We have fun. Um uh but yeah, like great list. Thirty Wardens, rerolls to hit, mortal wounds, uh spell portal for the Technado. Uh it's got five up ward, aura uh, against tech like against damage uh, they're minus 1 to hit they've got four up armor saves they could be three up armor saves they can shoot 30 inches they can move twice they can teleport and shoot they can reroll to hit um they can make you minus bravery they can make you minus to move um it's just ridiculous like the options that you have because of techless is outrageous but you are paying those points from 740 points so those 20 wardens 10 wardens are doing a lot of heavy lifting in the army which is why the emerald life swarm's in there to just try and heal those units back because you want the Sentinels to never get hit through the game so yeah really really interesting so in conclusion in conclusion very diverse lists doing very well all across the world what's also really interesting is similar lists are being played in different parts of the world, but simultaneously doing well at the same time. As an example, uh, our slant allied in with the comet is something pretty new, and we haven't seen that anywhere else. Like, but then we've started. To, we haven't seen that over the past few weeks, and then we've started to see it now, all over the place. Very interesting. Not as many beasts of chaos as there once were. The only real example I can think of is Noah out there in the US of A. Um, a variety of different lists. Very few Lumineth doing well, very few Deepkin doing well, but there's some examples of them. Uh, there's Corn doing well, Skaven doing well, Gargant's doing well, like just a whole bunch of different armies doing well all across the world. And that's really exciting because it means that the game is really open at the moment, which means that you can build loads of different armies and you can see loads of different units on the tabletop. It also means you're not gonna face the same army over and over and over again at a tournament, which is a bit uh, heartbreaking. And so, really exciting. What's the luck of the draw going to be? Really excited to see what the meta representation is going to be as well. Uh, But yeah, yeah, really fun. Really fun. At the minute, uh, when we do get the stats updated for this edition, I will do a singular stats show where I actually look at the numbers. But just waiting for Ziggy and Rob from the stats team to put that together. Uh, And they will. And they will at some point. But no pressure. They can do it whenever they like. uh, Because, like, it's free. So they can take their time and do whatever they want to. Um, uh, But yeah, uh, loads of love. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm live every Monday on Twitch with the Twitch chat you can see here if you'd like to join me and chip in with your thoughts and feelings. The links to all the show notes, uh, the links to all the lists are below. Thanks for tuning in and supporting The Honest War Gamer. Thank you to everyone on The Honest Gamer Patreon without whom I shan't, well I shan't, I can't and shan't do this show. So anyway, thanks very much and see you soon.